0: Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design.
1: Hi guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to quickly tell you that you need to come and see us in our new showroom in Draper. We've been in since November and it's so fun meeting some of you that make it here to Utah. So those of you that don't live here, make sure and make a trip to Salt Lake City. And when you do, come to Draper. We're at 123 Ikea Way in Draper. And it's really fun to come see the showroom. It's a constantly breathing, changing thing. We refresh the floor constantly. It's new every time anybody gets to visit it. It's inspiring. There's beautiful products that can be taken away same day. We can ship it to you or... Pack it so that you can carry it on. We have a perfect um, gift destination for any occasion and we would more than anything just love to meet you. Again, we're at 123 IKEA Way and we're in Draper, Utah. Hope to see you there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today we've got a fun one. Uh, We've got Sue Hall. Hey.
0: Corey Place. (laughs)
2: How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking, good. Corey. It's the end of
0: January. My Capri- My Capricorn season is, is coming to a, a final, final note. But it's
2: a good kickoff for your year. Yeah. No, yeah. it's been
0: great. But I know most people like hate January. So congratulations. If you're listening to this podcast, you're well past it. So if
1: you're listening to this high podcast high in March, you've made it past January. I, know. You're there. Yeah. I hope the
0: sun is shining and the and the nights are getting shorter.
1: There Amen. Yes, I will say I got out of work last night just a little after six and it wasn't pitch black. Like, so literally. that's really nice. Also, I don't know a lot about astrology, but one thing I just barely learned is that it's the year of the rabbit. And I looked back and I was like, very curious. The year I was born was 1975. Also the year of the rabbit. Stop. 1987
2: year of the rabbit as well. What? Yeah. I, I, I
1: feel no like, idea. I feel like we're going to do something great this year. I was we're thinking like that same in thing. sync.
2: When you said year of the rabbit yesterday, I was yeah. like, wait, cause I knew I've known that from like you going to Chinese that? restaurants. I've never you know known. You I mean? They have I'm, that. Yeah. Yeah. So. You and uh, I
1: are the same.
2: Yeah. And we're both Leo's.
1: Oh my gosh. Weird. Oh my gosh well, we're gonna catch it, this fire this year. This year. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like it's popping though, doesn't it? It
2: really does. Like yeah. and I and there's been this like kind of doom and gloom when thinking yeah, about yeah. 2023. And I've just had this like feeling in the back of my head is like, no, it's it's, it's gonna actually gonna be awesome. Yeah, be a great year, it so. is.
1: We've also had like record amounts of snow in Utah this winter. We've had more than like in 195 tw- percent or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was just
2: gonna say 200, but I think it's 200 percent of
1: snowpack or abnormal yeah. or however they say it of
2: where we're at in a year. So oh,
1: fantastic! We get yeah. to water our grass this summer, y'all. Mm-hmm. Cheers! Hi, and hi. also, we're gonna make the Great Salt Lake not so dangerous. They say it's like it's cancer it's causing if it gets bomb too low. Like Weeding. We're all corrupt. gonna. Those of us in Utah are gonna blow. No. Oh yeah.
2: What's funny is like out in the west fields, like in southern Utah County, where I live um people are like oh, there's too much water like i have to like siphon out of my fields like we have too little water too much water It just can't make people happy with water desert, these y'all
1: sell your field and collect your real estate money and stop complaining <laughs> yeah. yeah congrats <laughs> on being landowners exactly yeah i love it well hey, i feel hear good hear about this pig. year
2: Just that.
1: Oh. actually we should look up what the pig means oh, but anyway. i bet it's strong i bet it's Strong delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love a carne asada. I know. Yeah. No, no. What's the pig? No,
0: like, that's not
2: pig. No. What's, that's the, <laughs> what's the
1: pig with the green uh, sauce? I like carnitas. Yeah, carnitas. carnitas I yeah. like, yeah. I love carnitas. I like bacon. Bacon's fantastic. Pig tastes good. Chili you know, verde? It's
2: actually, yeah. Chili verde is amazing. Chili
1: verde. You guys, oh I'm sorry to all the vegetarians out there. Let's talk about something else. I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: And we're going to go listener cues. Yeah, it's Shut listener it. questions yeah. today,
1: which means we are gathered just to answer your questions. And if you guys have questions um, that we haven't answered yet and you want to uh, um, throw in there, just send them to dear Alice at alicelane.com and Alice com sorry com and we will answer them here so these are the questions that weren't long enough to make a podcast out of they were enough that we could give like a short answer to and and yeah answer your questions so here we are grab back here we That'd
2: are i'm gonna MC this one i'll read the questions you guys are answering. I'm
1: excited. Do yeah.
2: okay.
0: you have any opinions though? Hop in. I will. Yeah, you thank know. you.
2: Yeah. yeah you bet. Uh, this one is from Navi Gill. I'm hope I hope I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But she asks. First off, thanks so much for an informative podcast. Mm, um, you're Mary? welcome.
1: I'm glad yeah. you like it.
2: We're building a house, and I'd like to put some floor outlets in. Have you sourced any that look nice or can be infilled uh, with your hardwood flooring material so that it isn't as noticeable?
1: This is a really really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, we just barely went through this in our own showroom. And we do this with actually every set of floor plans we have. We figure out how are we going to plug in all the lamps in the room and, you know, other such things. And what we always aim for is we do the space planning of the room, meaning this is where the rug's going to go. This is where the sofa sits. These are where the chairs are going to sit. Maybe these chairs are going to have a lamp in between. And then we place the outlets underneath the sofa, underneath the table. Pro tip. Um, it's not gonna be under the rug because then you have to cut a buttonhole in your rug and thread wires through it, which is a major bump ski for the value of that rug. But um, you don't ever see those outlets. The game is put the outlets in a place where they'll never be seen. So the good news for you, Navigale, is you don't have to worry about what they look like.
0: Don't bury your money under don't, the sofa.
1: Don't spend don't spend money, don't spend the time in filling that. You just want to put that centered under the sofa, and then you're gonna plug in. Um, a power strip under there, which you could spend money on. There's cute ones, but nobody's going to see it. And then you're going to run your lamps on both sides of your sofa underneath there, underneath this from the end tables under the sofa. And they're going to plug into that extension cord power strip, which is plastic and you can get it anywhere on Amazon (laughs) (laughs) for not very much money. And then you can spend money on other
0: fun things that, that the eye will see. And I think as designers every day, we're always trying to like hide the lamp cord. No one wants to see the light source. No one wants to see the cord. And so it is just Jedi mind trickery. Mm-hmm. Where and that is a like probably our top one. So make sure when you're building at your house, mm-hmm. work with the designer if you're not, or like work with somebody that can at least like help you space plan that. Mm-hmm. You can space plan it like uh, like with paper, on grid and paper, on, yeah, on grid mm-hmm. paper, and just understand realistically the size of your sofa, the size of your rug, and where the they should. Because that's I mean it's expensive. You're drilling, you're drilling down and putting an outlet down there. Yeah. So core drills are super
1: expensive on the main floor level. On the upper level, not quite as That's bad, bad. right? But it's just an expensive thing to do. So generally in a room, we're going to do
0: it once or twice at the most. And if I can avoid it, if it's not a huge room and I can like sneak that over to that wall that uh-huh. everything's hiding in front of it, then we're going to do that. than yeah. Like ever have the option of having something exposed on the floor. Yeah. If it ever gets rearranged or it's, something, I'd rather like not have. Upwards
1: them. of a thousand dollars for a drill for an outlet yeah. in the floor or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. So yeah, if you don't have to do it, don't do it. If
0: you do have to, try and just do it once.
2: What about under a desk? Oh, okay. That's, in guys, the, that's it. That's this, floating in a room.
0: You guys, this is my thing. Okay. I, we love a lamp on a desk. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. But the lamp the damn lamp on low desk becomes so tricky because you do have like this rug. And so you're either floating in your rug kind of behind, like where you're actually rolling around and sitting in front of this desk Mm -hmm. so that it can have access to something. So you don't have to do, we have done it where we've, you can just, you don't even have to do a grommet hole. I learned this recently. You can actually just do a slit. Like a just small cut slit your rug. They just surge. You're cutting your rug or you're cutting your wood floor? What are you talking yeah, about? You have to cut your rug. If you have a big enough rug and you're already in this situation, it's a gorgeous rug. You have a great desk. Um, you don't have to do a full hole, but you can just do a slit, they said. And then I think Gotti was the one just... and you can Just see, slit with a, um, with a box cutter? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you can just... and. You talk to a professional about it. Don't go cutting your hand knotted rugs without doing such. They might just need to like serger and make sure that it's not going to become unwoven, right? Yeah. But you don't have to do a full hole. You can just Uh, do a little slit, which I thought was nice to be able to feed Yeah. again, still be able to have a desk lamp or, you know. Yeah. And honestly, if I don't love, if it's like a floating desk Mm -hmm. on a rug, we always try and avoid putting our desktop there. Yeah. You try and get your desktop against the wall mm. so that you can have it like, you know, there's like a hole in your desk that you can like pull it in and plugged into the wall.
1: The reason why is because if you do put your computer on your floating desk and all the other stuff, you're going to have so much spaghetti and wires coming yeah. off the back of that yep. where your guest chairs are that w- when you walk in, you're going to see the back of a monitor and, all the wires, like no, no less than no secrets. In this place, I mean, guys. I swear, I have no idea where these wires are coming from at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, usually we'll do a built-in desk behind and that's where everything is plugged in. Mm-hmm. It's behind the desk. It's against the wall. Nobody's seeing all the wires. And then on the beautiful writing desk floating in the room, you've got a lamp that's mm-hmm. plugged in yeah. a desk blotter. And then you're going to pop your laptop open right there. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can really, you know, plan this out, you yeah. might have a smaller house, you might just have a desk. You might just need to deal with wires and cord management and all of the little zip ties and bungee cords and Velcro things mm-hmm. to make it look nice.
0: There's uh, some lamps. I know like Kelly Worser's lamps have the prettiest cord. Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind seeing that.
1: I wouldn't either. So, they're like nylon. They're black and brown and white. Cool. They're gorgeous. So, so maybe yeah.
0: pay attention to that. If that is your, the case you're sitting in. So. Yeah.
2: Cool. The next one is from Jordan. She says, I'm a collector. I love all types of vintage furniture, art, candlesticks, dishes, sculptures, vases, you name it. I also enjoy the hunt of going into a thrift or vintage store or Facebook marketplace and finding that rad piece. So fun. My question is this. How do I keep my home from looking like the dreaded yard sale? I try to follow the guiding principles you have taught us so far such as avoiding knickknacks using a few large statement pieces buying big ass lamps getting things that are quality and well made mixing crystal in to give the wet look to offset the old wood etc how else do i get the collected and curated look while avoiding the yard sale look
1: This is a really, really intelligent question, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. Also, can we hang out? That sounds like so much fun. We'd have so much fun. Where do you shop? I want to go vintage shopping. Mm -hmm. Um, Sue, you were just saying before we answered this, that this is how you like to live too. So I'm going to let you answer this question.
0: Yeah. I grew up actually like my love of thrifting and like collecting came because my parent, my mom and my grandma religiously went to yard sales every Saturday They would look at the newspaper. They would have like Northwest, Northeast, Southwest, Southeast, and they would list all the ones that like looked appealing. We were all looking for different things, but I grew up looking for beautiful things. Mm. And so that's why I love it just Mm. because it's something I grew up on. Um, What I would say, Jordan, is that don't just buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now you've probably already started. You get that itch. I get it. We love just as the same thing. We love to go rescue something. Yeah. And we love that hunt. Good. Um,
1: you just hunt it, kill it, bring it home. Yeah. It's yours. But as, <laughs> as best. over yeah, the years, as I've
0: gathered yeah. things and as I've given certain things away, because I realized that like, it's actually not something I want in my permanent collection. Mm-hmm. I've become very selective on the things that I want to add to it. So I don't just don't buy everything and anything because you're like, Ooh, it's crystal it must be good, you know, or like make sure it's like something special that you like, you can't live without. If that's the case, then you'll usually find a home for it. Um, one thing that we were talking about, and you mentioned, you obviously listened to the podcast, you know, that like, you don't want everything to be old. I think that's how you avoid the yard sale look, mm-hmm. um, or just like it feeling too, too hoarderish, right? Mm-hmm. Is you have, have things that are like, do feel just like properly scaled to the generation we live in? Right. So just is like, so you have like a great sofa that has like more clean lines. You have, you know, there are certain things that you're going to have that feel more clean and up to date that can handle the layers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's all about scale and it's all about that becomes kind of your backdrop for these other collections yeah. that can be interesting sitting on your mantle or in a bookshelf or like a one curious object on an entry table. And I think a lot of times it becomes like you stare back. When you're like styling, say your entry console, you're like, functionally, what are the things that I need? Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you're going to do a vintage lamp, maybe you do a new modern shade on it or like clean that up somehow. Um, You're going to have a bowl. You're going to have, you know, certain things that like feel appropriate. And yeah, we've said this before, Jordan, you you probably know this rule because you've listened to this podcast um, that you don't just have objects for objects like they usually have a function or like a really sculptural reason to be there that yeah. like, it's so fascinating that I couldn't place it there. Cause that's like a topic of conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Also, I think Jordan probably is in love with a lot of stories yeah. because I think that's, what's fun about a yorth- yeah. yard sale is that you learn about the person that had this or where they got it or why it was special or they got it for 50th anniversary and it's a sculptural or whatever. And so also like, you're going to want to live with certain stories because they make you happy and they're a conversation piece and a memory point. So, but I think if your foundational things are generous, you've got a nice big rug. You've got a modern day sofa that sits exactly the way you want it. So you don't want to sacrifice comfort. No. Um, my in-laws have a late cottage. It's over a hundred years old on Lake Erie and they have all the original furniture. Everything's a hundred years old. And the sofas are filled with horse hair. And when you sit down, it's crunchy. Is it and, legit horse hair? Yeah. Crazy. And the mattresses are not... they're too natural and you know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's just things that you sacrifice your sleep, you sacrifice sitting and lounging and wanting to have a conversation with somebody important to you because it's so uncomfortable and, and itchy. You know what I mean? I do think like there's a great place for an occasional chair that has history that doesn't get a lot of sitting, but don't give up your, um, your comfort. Foundational pieces. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, you could have an antique hand knotted rug. we love that, yeah. but get a modern sofa. I think those Victorian older sofas are going to be charming, maybe at the foot of a bed or something, but the things you're going to really sit on every day and watch TV just yeah. make yourself Our bodies don't
0: fit in antique furniture anymore. Yeah. We're too big, we're yeah. too big and fat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <We're> disgusting. <laughs> um, but like I have, I have this like rad African chair, like it's smaller. It's an accent. I think any antique chairs you're putting in there, it's for conversation. Mm-hmm. It's something to kind of stare at. People might sit in occasionally, like if you have enough people in your house, but most often it's just sculpture, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. be selective when you're purchasing. And honestly, like, I have like, have a room where you can like store things that you're not using. Try them out. Yeah. See if it makes sense with the way you live and if it's something that you love and, and you'll find yourself rotating things out, either selling them, giving them away because that's what I've done over the years. And like, now I know what I'm like really looking for and like, what, what if ever my house needs, if I have a void. It's like the great yeah.
1: Kenny Rogers song. You got to know when to hold them. Yeah. You got to know when to fold them. Cue music. You got to know when to walk away. and You got to know when to run. Right, exactly. Corey? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to finish it a few words. So. I don't know.
0: But I yeah. love that you like
2: collecting. I you do love too. It too. And I think, I
0: honestly, I think that that's what makes that Arc Digest moment, right? When you have the totally. tension of the old with the new. Yeah. So.
1: Also, that stuff will make great gifts to your friends that want to clash and they don't know how. You just wrap up that crystal ash tray and tell them a Merry Christmas. Merry you know Christmas. what I mean? Yep. It's yeah. like pretty candy. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse Do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't. I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us. When we started sleeping on Cozy Earth, you can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products... I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your ha- to your um hand. It's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35% off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35% off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth Please. yeah
2: Cool. okay the next one is from elizabeth zarian she asks i'm wondering what pieces in the bedroom should match slash coordinate and what should contrast example if I have a sage and cream rug should I bring that color in on the walls throw pillows throw blanket or comforter do you always match walls and throw pillows uh, blankets and rugs etc and then in addition to that where should I add contrasting colors I've been thinking about bringing in light blue dark green and terracotta but I'm stuck would love your thoughts thanks so much I just discovered the podcast and love it
1: That's so sweet. Thanks, Elizabeth. That's amazing. Um, I'm not really matching the throw pillows to the wall so much. Yeah. Honestly, like... I would say choose a really amazing neutral wall color that looks beautiful on your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Gray is definitely out. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't invest in paint today. If it's a gray tone, Mm -hmm. you're going to warm that up. So it's going to be more taupe Mm -hmm. today and it's going to look more natural or derived from the earth. You know what I mean? Just a really comfortable color to be in. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to be the perfect foundation for anything. And then your sage green is going to look amazing in there. It will feel really fresh. Yeah.
0: You can imagine if you start to get, depending on the sage green, some Uh of them go a little bit more yellow. And if you were to take that same green and put it against your wall, you might look sallow in the morning. Oh. So nobody wants that. Who wants to wake up to someone that looks sallow. Gross. Yeah. Um, Save yourself that. So I like what Jess is saying. Um, And oftentimes, like we start with our rug and we build from there. You'll you'll have your bed on things that are matching. Like on, I don't know if you're kind of mentioning like your actual furniture pieces in a bedroom. Oftentimes, like we'll have like identical nightstands will be the Mm -hmm. same. The table lamps, the nightstand lamps will be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a desk, make sure that like on one side, make sure that that desk gets along with the nightstand. But the lamps would keep the same. Mm -hmm. You want to have some symmetry in that scene. Um, Yeah. But yeah, and I, I think for bedding, yeah. we actually don't
1: love a lot of color on bedding. No. We love white sheets always, never a colored sheet
0: unless no. you're doing you a kid's room. Yeah. remember that yeah. one time that like, I can't remember what company it was, but we got these sheets and I'm like, Ooh, I'll do like that cute, like marigold, like goldenrod color sheets. I put them on and I looked like a pimp. Like it was so gross. I'm <laughs> like, I ripped them off so quickly. I'm just like, goo, get those away. I don't want them. Yeah. Um, don't do it. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, always a white Keeps sheet. White. You just feel clean and crisp yeah. and it's gonna get along with anything. <laughs> I also I really also love um a white um quilt or comforter. And then you could start to throw in those throw pillows that make you really happy, but I think your Euros should even be white or neutral. I like it. It's just like use color pick. only on your throw pillows and they don't have to match your wall and they don't have to match your rug. They need to get along. And I think your scheme that you mentioned um, sound really beautiful, Elizabeth. The terracotta is so hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzanne, you love the color dark green and green. Do you want to speak that's to that? that. No, I think that that's fine Would you fun. use that if with you, sage?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think that's, if you want, if you're saying like, oh, actually like, I like the white bedding, but I want to be cocooned and mm-hmm. I want color, then maybe you're taking that sage green, look at a paint deck and try and find a strip where like, it goes like a little bit more bluey, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not so hot Yeah, the like 90s. And like, maybe like your walls do become one of those colors. And then you're going to throw like a, you know, this like really gorgeous, like queen's velvet and a dark green as a bolster on your, on your, gorgeous on your bed, you know, Love so that. then you're kind of creating this tonal story mm-hmm. based off of the color that you're using yeah. in your rug that I think is beautiful and would give you a little bit more of an dramatic environment than mm-hmm. keeping it all light. But if you are a light, bright person, I think what Jess said, of just like doing something neutral and then building there and you can still pull color, um, up onto your bed. And honestly... I probably would be more drawn to that. If you already have sage green happening on a large thing to make it more tonal, having everything be white and pulling a color of the green or like a little bit of that blue with it. Mm-hmm. Also your art can play into this yeah. and everything. But I think when you when people start to be like, I like terracotta, I like blue and I like green, it starts to kind of look like the primary colors a little bit or like mm-hmm. too blocky where my eyes are going to stop yeah, and get hung up on those colors. So I'd rather you start to just kind of Go tonal and then see what other colors look Mm -hmm. good in contrast with that and that your eye doesn't stop.
1: I think in a master bedroom, you just want colors to melt Yeah, exactly. because you just want to feel so peaceful. You don't want to feel energized. You don't want a lot of things popping off. You just really want this melty feeling. Suzanne Hall, what color is your master bed or primary bed? Excuse
0: me. It's green. It's green. Yeah. Yeah. I call it Hable green because it's kind of that bluey. Yeah. That gorgeous. It's so pretty. Yeah. I love it. It's like a really good medium to and, dark green. And you want to know what? I painted my walls neutral in like all my other bedrooms, like my kids' bedrooms are darker than that. And I miss that because that's the kind of person I, I am. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have it be a deeper saturation. But it's also
1: super restful
0: and though. It's very restful. And you can kind of concentrate when there's more saturation on the mm-hmm. walls. And so like if I go to paint my bedroom, I probably will take like a version of that and go tonal mm-hmm. green on kind green, of, kind of envelop myself a little bit yeah. more. What color is your rug with a green bed? Oh, my, my rug is just my carpet just cause kind of like, yeah. you, I just don't have a lot of room, a lot of room. And I think it would just become a tripping hazard yeah. with the space, the footprint that I have. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
1: I do think that's a space
0: expanding trick
1: in the bedroom is if you don't have a big room, don't do a rug. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to make the room feel larger. Mm-hmm. And so you can just, um, it'll just feel really clean and edited, add
0: interest in other ways. Yeah, so. I have metallics. I have like kind of those Oli Mercury lamps. Like mm-hmm. everything else is like a little bit more, It's it accents the green without mm-hmm. having to compete with the green.
1: Yeah. And it they adds that wetness or that shine where you've got yeah. a dry velvet bed. Actually, your your
0: velvet's pretty. more of a it's wet. A, it's yeah. like a shinier. It's a little bit more queen, vintage velvet looking. Oh, it has so some pretty. striations. It's yeah. really pretty it's
1: just natural and lovely and mm-hmm. the colors don't feel fake or artificial. Oh, no. Yeah. They yeah. feel like they derived from nature. Exactly. Beautiful. So
0: love it. Okay. Hopefully that answers your question. Um,
2: yeah. The next, next one is from Casey. Uh, she asks if you are painting the exterior body of your house, white, have white windows and want white trim. Should you paint the body and the trim the same white color?
0: Hmm.
1: I think not. I think the body of the white house needs to be a little bit, has a little bit of depth to it to add
2: interest. Yeah. Cause
0: you're going to just want to
2: like warmer, like side of white. More or yeah.
0: earthy, like yeah. more organic that looks like it's, I don't know, it's been there for a second. Mm-hmm. If it's too bright, especially if you are to do all the things white, the yeah. same tone, it looks like you just sprayed it down.
1: It looks like it looks the like builder like chose almost. your white and it doesn't look like a custom home. Mm-hmm. And it's like the party fowl of the decade. We just go through old neighborhoods and everybody's painting their houses these optic white colors. Yeah that look like Apple computers and it's not right on a house and it doesn't look good with landscape. Mm -hmm. So it's gotta be a more natural white. It would probably be in like the off white color section. Um, of the Ben Moore paint deck. Okay. And they, they, they kind of go into the topes a little bit in the grays and you're going to find just you, honestly, I'm not kidding. You're going to have to sample 15 because that's what I had to do at my house to find the exact right color. Because depending on the direction that your house is facing, depending on what it's reflecting off of what the landscape is, you've got to flatter what is happening and, and the, and the sun, you know, because that's going to that's going to put a golden gonna, glow on it yeah. unless you're north facing and then there's no lights so then it's got to be brighter. So it's not really a one size fits all thing. And it really would be worth hiring a professional just to help you curate that palette because it's such a massive investment.
0: Yeah. And I think even when you go on some of the off whites, it's still going to be too, some of them are still going to be too white. I agree when you take them outside. Cause you have like, again, like optimal lighting, right. You have right. the sunshine and it's just going to like, it's going to look like primer yeah. a lot of the times. And that's what we, we're seeing right now. It's like, Oh no, they haven't finished. Yeah. Um, cause everything's the same exact shade of white. So we you know, pull oh up, God. please tell me you're not done. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. so even like, even if you're inclined to like stay in this white, cause that's what you're wanting. Mm-hmm. Grab a couple that are darker and sample those.
1: Yeah. And then be, pop and the trim in white, which yeah. will be, it'll look really, really fresh. You're trimming your windows and everything else. And it won't look so much like Ikea and it's all the same shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It'll be more designer. You won't regret it. I promise. Oh, and I'm sample it for you. Sample big parts on your house. Like Take it really serious. And it's mm-hmm. going to be your part-time job for a while until you yeah. get it dialed in. Yep.
0: And make sure you understand like your landscape and yeah. things and like what that looks like. And ask Total people agree. that you
1: feel like you're stylish. And, you know, if you're not going to hire a professional, you got to maybe
0: it's get a it crowdsource.
1: Yeah. Crowdsource. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yep.
2: Katie Murphy Stovall wrote to us and asked, we just moved into a newly renovated house originally built in 2016. The front door has side panel windows. You can see completely through into our living space as the windows aren't decorative or frosted. I need help finding a solution to hide from the neighbors and summer salesmen, but also something that doesn't look like grandma's country kitchen.
1: Oh yeah. I love it. So she has side lights next to her front door, You the long skinny windows. Yep. I do too. I, um, I did art glass on my two sides. There's a really amazing art glass, um, company here in Utah they do a lot of the LDS temples that do huge amazing art glass windows I didn't want something that looked like grandma's country kitchen either mm-hmm. so um, I just worked you know with one of my designers and we came up with um, just a series of like rectangles and then there's three circles between the two side lights so two on one and one on the other that are just tiny like the size it's of just s- like
0: the little jewels. silver
1: dollar yeah. where they use the little jewels so I have like a blue one and a yellow one and maybe mm. a clear one They just pop it off enough, and then it's mostly just really geometric and um, just I think looks really artsy.
0: Mm. It's kind of like Mondrian, you know, like as far as like most of it's most of it's clear,
1: and then it's just got a little bit of obscurity to the clear because I also didn't want to be on display, you know. And summer salesman, I totally hear you and the neighbors and all that. So yeah, I think, I think, um, have like
0: the leaded glass kind of breaking up your panels, yeah. which is really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. I think that's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. It sounds like I'm an old lady, but it really yeah. is more
0: artsy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I I'm like, I'm I an do I would I'm do it again. old lady, yeah. but like yours and I have, I think I have a whole section in my Pinterest of just like, just like, and you can do like fun colored glass, Yeah, you know, and just like make it artful.
1: It could be more be Frank Lloyd Wright. Exactly. And yeah, it could be really, really lovely. So that's an idea. Um, there's, so, if,
2: so you're thinking replace the glass, right? Yeah. So sure. I yeah. don't know. It's, I don't know if hers are built into the door system or if they're built into the wall. Yeah, um It's
0: going to cost you. Yeah. So the wall is <laughs> going to be
2: harder. <laughs> the wall is going to be harder, but definitely still doable yeah. to take you the can, glass out. Or you maybe.
1: can just do an obscure glass, right? Like what are our favorites? Um, not the ribbed that's done. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. um, sometimes we still use that ripped one. I feel like, like there's like, there's like, like the reeded, glaciers, the is like one? the one. Yeah. There's some, pretty, there's some glacier. Okay. Or there's one with like, um, I can it's just kind of wavy.
2: Like Taff, is away. it called taffeta? I don't, no,
0: I don't know. Just, one, it looks I hand it's poured. Like, there's looks one hand called poured. wavy. And I don't know if you know, like really old glass isn't straight. Yeah. Like you have a wave to it. So try and find something that doesn't necessarily have a repeat, but feels more organic mm-hmm. that you, and I hold it up in front of your face and, you know. In front of light and kind of see how obscure it is. Yeah. So I'm moving my hands. Yeah. And just to try and illustrate yeah. that,
1: but you, I mean, as far as obscurity goes, if you're back far enough, they can't really tell. They might see movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's your prerogative. Yeah. They're not going to be able to see your face unless you stick it right next. You put your nose on the glass, and then they'll be like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, Sue, that's you." Yeah. You know, I can tell you're obscured, Ooh. but I can tell that's your bold lip and your blonde hair. Kind of thing. So I think that'd be a classy way to do it. You're not going to find a window treatment that's going to, you don't want to blind that big. It's too long and it's it's too skinny. You don't want to make custom Romans. You don't want drapes. That would be strange. So you really, yeah, shutters Shutters are kind of, it depends on the style of your home. Um, we haven't done that no,
0: ever. If you're in the South and it's really thin shutter and it's authentic maybe, but yeah, yeah, most often they're too bulky and big and like for again, that proportion of a window with the actual like panel that the actual louvers would go in between, it just doesn't it's look too right. chunky. It's way too chunky.
1: Yeah. So
0: awesome. sorry to say you're going to look into some custom glass. Yeah. And I would say the seated ones, like some of them look very nineties. I mm-hmm. was like super hot in the nineties was a seated.
1: Yeah. So They did it in the 2000s. kitchen upper cabinets. Yeah. The seated, so avoid All that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hope that helps. Yeah. I hope you're not frustrated by that answer. No, go <laughs> look at Jess's picture on the portfolio, Jess Bennett's house, oh, and yeah. you can kind of see that entry picture and you can zoom in and look at those side lights because they really are something to behold. And it looks it's an art installation. I have a—I cu- have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If it is the kind of glass that's like
2: built into the wall,
1: built into the wall, could she we've never done this, but could she hire the art glass, you know, folks in her town to create something beautiful. And could they have it like in a framework that could be pushed into that system? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the clear glass. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's so an it would option. Sit, up, sit
2: behind the, it's kind on. of
1: like art, you know, how you put art glass on front of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much work that's going to be. If it's in, in the wall, that's probably, integrated. that's, good that's
2: probably it. less expensive like, than tearing out the old glass and putting it in like, you just, know, just bit it both bit in. it
1: maybe yeah. bit it both ways
2: yeah and Depends then, like, having and then the trim out that other yeah 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 that's yeah. a good that's a good option
0: okay good
2: thought. the next question comes from abigail she says my husband and i are starting out with some mismatched furniture of course we hope to slowly upgrade our pieces but do you have any advice to tie things together and make the best of what we have
1: this is a great question Abigail and I want yeah, you to Abigail know that you're that you're normal that every one of us in this room has done that. Yep. So um just know that you're in great company and yeah I do think that there is some ways of working in mismatched
0: furniture, right? I, and I think it's the rug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you if Abigail, if you could find like a big enough rug that can kind of pull all that together and the rug is something you love, mm-hmm. if you were to buy one thing, I would say buy a rug. Yeah and have it be big enough that all of that mismatched furniture sits exactly on the rug and is ample, and it's something that you would take to your next home.
1: Also, you can unify your mismatched pieces with throw pillows. Yes. You can use the same pillows or the same back pillow. You know how, like, you'll do a bigger pillow in back and then maybe a slightly smaller one in front? You could maybe use a similar combination of pillows across all pieces so it looks more intentional.
0: Yeah, that or if, you're, if like you have a chair that's too small for a pillow, get a like a throw. You can go with arm that's the same color as those mm-hmm. other pillows, just to kind of help. Oh, you know what else helps? Um, this is kind of a wild
1: card. I don't know where you live, but um, you could always throw a sheepskin, Ooh. like a little pelt, over the back of the mismatched chair. Too Maybe sheep. your sofa is taupe, mm-hmm. and then you have like a bright tail chair that would bring some of that lighter color onto that chair. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like very air and of you, I think I it'd be really gorgeous. I mean, that makes a lot of sense where we live because we have winter here and, mm-hmm. you know, Aspen, Colorado would work, but I still think it's so chic right now to have a high pile Sorry. Yeah. that I would maybe just grab a, a pelt or a
0: double pelt yeah. and chuck that over the chair and, you know, just like, go with um, it. Um, very Ralph. Yeah. I haven't seen that. You should watch that. What, I can't remember. Is that Netflix or HBO? HBO. Anyway, but like one of their first adventures, like it's fun to hear about he and his wife when they were first married, how they would like, they didn't have a, you know, two quarters to scratch together, but they would go downstairs. To like Who is this, this
2: you're talking about? Sorry. Ralph Lauren. Okay, Ricky, yeah.
0: Ricky, his wife Ricky and Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Anyway, but they have like this section where they talk about how they would go down to like the antique store and they got this like big hide and they threw it there. And anyway, so take memories yeah. like that, that do feel like you, even if the furniture mm. that you're using doesn't feel like you. Totally. You know, try and embellish it that way. I think yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I remember when I lived in the attic, like before we remodeled it and like it had teal carpet. That's what made me think.
1: That's what made me think to say teal.
0: Yeah. Peel and stick tile. And I remember Adam Bennett, Jess's husband, he's just like, I was like, oh, he was complimenting me on something. And he's like, I, I told him, I'm like, oh gosh. And then there's the teal carpet. He's like, I didn't even see the teal carpet. Yeah. Anyway, so you can distract a lot just by what you have on, you know, as far as grounding, mm-hmm. how you lay art on the what eye, you put on the yeah, art, mm-hmm. like I'm uh, a big advocate for yeah. art. Cause like that will completely distract you from so many other things. Totally. So at the right scale. Yes. Go big.
1: Depending on what your flooring is, if you have hardwood floor and you need to buy the r- biggest rug you can. And if you don't have any money, you can start with a flat weave or with a jute rug and you can get a nine by 12 or 10 by 14. And then when you can find the perfect antique rug or rug, you can always layer that in. Cause layer is always like expensive. Like, Oh, I had so many rugs. I had to layer them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's an idea. Or you do like the jute thing with the cow hide, like Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do something interesting, that's stylish, you're mm-hmm. always going to get great credit for it. Yeah. What was it that, um, we're, we're listening to Anna Wintour's masterclass right now. And she said, um, oh. She'd
0: yes. rather she's not impressed. She's like I'm not interested in the girl that comes in like label head to toe. She's like I'm interested in the girl that's coming in with her own individual style. Yeah, and has an opinion. So be that girl.
1: Just do it with great style. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter if it's hand knotted, if it's if it's just a flat weave rug or whatever just do it with good style. Look at rooms that you're obsessed with and then find those attributes of things that you have. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they have this weird tail chair too, but they made it work by, you know, yeah. by throwing a mermaid in the room and then nobody looked at it. It's you just know. kidding. I like so
0: often we've, I mean, we've seen like, obviously like the peacock chair, you can find those on Facebook marketplace, like throw a stone, hit a peacock chair. You'll find those, but like we saw them at market, you know, like, so there's always things that are going to be coming in back in vogue and like things that are vintage that you can pull in that'll be opinionated. So I'd say like find pieces that are opinionated that'll distract you from stuff that like you're just living with in the intermean before you can afford to get better stuff.
1: Also, I think a pro tip for you, Sue, was Facebook Marketplace is a much better place to shop than KSL. Um, KSL.
0: Yeah, I had, I had much better luck with mm. Facebook Marketplace. And you yeah. just kind of know like what keywords to type in there. Um, you can type in vintage, you know, or antique, like look through their antiques and see like what is funky and cool that feels like it's, mm-hmm. it's coming back in its current. And n- maybe not your sofa because vintage sofas are like super uncomfortable, but other curious things that like will feel like sculpture in a room, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, or if you know some like good brands that you're impressed with, search that search the brand that mm-hmm. you're looking for and you can and people if it's valuable they'll put the brand in there for the listing mm-hmm. so yeah. like you'll probably see a lot of things with the brand restoration hardware for sure right yeah um but, but if you know like better furniture brands that are like really impressive you're gonna type in theodore alexander or you're gonna type in you know just yeah. some of these other ones that are a little bit more curated mm-hmm. and that's what you're looking for yeah so, good tips yeah.
2: The next question is from Anastasia. Mm, what an yeah, amazing name. name. Yeah. I love that. She asks, what should I do when all the top designers in my area, Montreal, only do full home renovations or builds? I'd like to renovate my two bathrooms as a second part to our renovation, but I'm looking for that designer magic that not everybody has. AKA, I don't want someone whose special touch is to put an accent color everywhere and call it design.
0: Goo. Anastasia, I agree with you. I Gross. do.
1: <laughs> this is a really, really intelligent question. Um... So gosh, I mean, Instagram is kind of a nice thing to sort of see what type of work people are doing and then reaching out. I I have to say like, um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like something I don't really want to talk about, but I think in, in honesty of this podcast is sort of the lifespan of the designer is generally that they work for a great firm and then eventually for growth, they want to go out on their own, hang their own shingle and start doing business If they've worked for a great firm, then they've done great work or they've been a part of the team that does great work. And then you see them go out on their own and you sort of just case them and you just sort of look at their Instagram. You're looking at the work they're doing. You're like, I can't believe it. I'm about to get Kelly Wurstler for half price. Right. So that's one idea. But I would, again want to see what they were doing. Cause you don't know where they worked within the firm. Hopefully they're a senior designer that went out on out on their own and they're not too expensive or too in demand that they won't take on your two smaller spaces. So it's going to be somebody that's got some experience, but you know, doesn't have a full team and a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. I don't know. What else would you,
0: I would say when I've had um, people say, Oh, you're an interior designer. Like I have this project and like, it's, it's <laughs> out of the sk- scope of work that we do. Like, cause we're doing full homes too. So I get this concern cause I, I hear it all the time. Um, I have like a handful of like friends that have been designers, mm-hmm. you know, that like do this work and I trust them. They're good. Yeah. So ask, ask them and designers, say, know, if designers Yeah, if you can't, could you point me in the direction of somebody that would be capable of doing interesting work at a, just like, you know, a couple rooms at a time, Yeah, like a little bit. So that's, that's what I would do.
1: Honestly, yeah. if I
0: were you, I would just ask people that you respect, ask firms that you respect and just start to get curious. And I guarantee you, people like to connect people. Yeah. I love that. If I can find something like that's worth Yeah. Exactly, we gosh. all want to set somebody up exactly. with the guy that we know. I do too. So, so yeah, I would just start asking around, yeah. um, but ask people that you respect and designers, design firms that you would that's you great would trust with your project. Definitely.
1: We all know somebody from school or that we've worked with or yeah, something.
0: Or so that's great. That's dipping their toe back into the industry because they just had a baby, but like they're, they have a great eye. Cheers. I love that.
2: The next one, uh, is from Marcy. She says, I love the images of the new showroom. It's beautiful. Are you able to share what white paint color is used on the walls and the gray color on the ceiling?
1: Oh my gosh, Marcy! Thank you so much for asking this. I wish I had known; I would have come prepared. Um, so let me get those, and I will share those on the next podcast. It's, How's that sound?
2: I think the is the white French canvas. No, that's that was in the back. Never mind.
1: I know we had so many paint changes, like legitimately in the teens.
2: The steam. Wasn't it
1: steam? Is the white that we used? Yeah, but exactly. the walls are not steam. Steam is Suzanne's favorite color yeah, of white. So much, yeah.
2: We had so many paint colors. I can't. We did, and
1: then the um, blue gray ceiling is something that I just love so much. So I want to get you that color. But let me answer this one on the beginning of the next podcast,
2: okay. or yeah. I just text McKinley so if she will answer the next question. Oh yeah, if she gets back she to you. She has the paint schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So the next one while we're waiting um, is from Elizabeth Townley. She asks, I just listened to your... Tips. Says
0: yeah, Probably tips. To yep. Tips to
2: transform your home <laughs> for the holidays podcast episode, and I was curious how you feel about exterior Christmas lights. If you're a fan, mm. how do you decorate with those, and what color?
1: I love this um, question, Elizabeth. Um, so I'm a big fan of a white light, and I don't like the new LED lights that look like an alien is living in your house for Christmas. Like
2: the permanent ones, those. Oh, the or,
1: jellyfish lights. Yeah. I know my family's doing those. And so you can turn them. It's just like a tape. I think with like little lights in it, they're mm-hmm. really
2: thin. But they're on the bottom of your sofa. Yes. Yeah, so
1: my dad was like, Hey guys, it's 4th of July. Look at this. And the house <laughs> red, is like white, red, blue. white, and blue. And it's going crazy. <laughs> and it, d- it dances and everything. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if that's necessary, but okay. Like whatever. Mm. So I-, I don't have an opinion on that yet. Um, It's still really fresh, but it's definitely something everybody's proud of. They're controlling it with their phone. I just love a big, really natural, warm, white light. And I know it's not popular um, because you got to get an LED light that's the warmest Kelvin, which is like 3,500, right? So you got to do that because when you hear LED, you're like, ah, blue light. That's not very warm and holiday-like. And I think the bigger the bulb, the more charming it is. You know, so, and I, I get mine professionally installed just like following my roof line Mm -hmm. and then I do garlands on my railings, but I don't do um, lights on my, I'm just too tired by the time we decorate the whole store (laughs) to deck out my house. So I'm probably a real disappointment to my neighbors, but I just kind of do a great wreath and do some fresh garlands from Costco Mm -hmm. and they're super bendy and easy to work with Mm -hmm. and they smell
0: good. And yeah, so that's what I do. What do you do for lights guys? what, like we've talked about. Okay. So if you've been in Salt Lake or like we have, we have what is called Temple Square Mm -hmm. um, in Salt Lake. And they do, as far as like my favorite type of lights, and I still like around my house, I like white light white lights, but we have a huge Linden tree. And my goal is to have that professionally lit. Oh, that'd be lights so gorgeous. Do, Cause I'm like, I don't love it when you walk, you drive by a, a city park and they only have the trunks wrapped. Mm-hmm. Such a bummer. It just looks like a bunch of pickups. You need the branches. You need yeah. the branches. And so I, I like the smaller, the mm-hmm. smaller ones. There's just something very, fairy tale magical yeah. about it to me. And it's not necessarily that I want to put like icicles by pass, but I, I want to know what they did. I want to knock on their door and find out, but it was just like, It was like that, but I've never seen it before, but it was like the smaller lights, but it was, anyway, it was just, it was magical. So I'm going to go to something that's like a little bit more mystical. I love that. I love that so much. So so,
1: I will say this too. There's a really cute, um, we have a friend that had six daughters Mm. and he could never get a boy to save his life. He just, they just kept having all these darling daughters. So for Christmas, he was just like, I'm just going to lean in. Like I'm one guy. I just, I can't get a guy Lone Ranger. So he has, he has all pink lights love on that. his house for Christmas. And it is the cutest thing you've ever seen. All the trees, every tree That's is magical. done. The gates are done. The big house is done. It's just pink on pink on pink, all shades Wash of pink, every different type of bulb. That. And it's so fun. And then what, what do you know? He finally gets a boy. And he has one tree that's blue oh, and then the I entire yard is pink and the house. And I think it tells their story perfectly so Beautiful. and the kids love it. It's really for the kids, you know, and it's so fun to drive by or pull up to and be like, these guys are the best. Like it's just this really fun individual story that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And that's very much like him. Like he doesn't want anything that anybody else has. So it totally suits him. So it depends on like where you are your on vibe. the spectrum of right. Christmas. Yeah. Your vibe. Like I think the Linden tree is so iconic in your house. It's like twice the, the height of your house. Yeah. And I think it would be very like tree of life and extraordinary right. to have this so much moment. Fun. I'd rather
0: like light that than my house because uh, I think it'd be so fun. It would be
1: so fun. And people would drive by slowly just to stare at them. Yeah. And Sue's house in the fall
0: is just like, uh, this tree is yellow. amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I love that he did the multi-size bulbs. I think oh, that's
1: darling. It's so cute. I in fact,
0: that. to get really it's technical, magical like
1: a fairy tale. I just remembered what he does is he has the same light person do it every year, but he unscrews all the bulbs. Bulbs, and then they alternate different bulbs on one strand costume. Yeah. And so there's like the big round ones, Gosh, the little yeah. tiny ones, <laughs> the medium bulb ones the, and so it's just like, so susical. it's just magic yeah. and nobody would do it. It's too much effort. And, yeah. and he does it That's every so year. Fun. Yeah. It's so what fun. A cool story. Yeah. That,
0: so
2: I, yeah, I have not done lights on my house yet. I am the worst. I like, I, say Why yes
0: not? you're great Corey
2: thank you I, I say you yes know. to too many like projects so I'd never have like time to do it
1: yeah also and, you just moved into your house so yes. you just cut yourself Brand, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and my pitch is insane and well, what do
1: you so, like what do you like when you drive around
2: um I just I'm a classic like white warm white like, mm-hmm. type of person having said that like if I I love that it's a small world at oh, Disneyland oh during Christmas. It's the most fun. I would probably do that on my house if I, yeah. if, if What I would
1: that look like? I can't picture it in my mind. Um, oh. Is it multicolors? Yeah. Is it white? It's so
0: fun. And it's just like everything. And it's just, oh. do you want to know if something fun about my mom? Yeah. About Provo Grandma? Always. She, okay. So she lives in this If you guys want to
1: follow Suzanne's <laughs> mom on Instagram, it's Provo Grandma.
0: And she'll send you reels all the time. So lucky you. Because uh, you'll be one of her close friends. But she like, and my... Like she's very much like the twinkly light person. And she has, she is like Vegas. Like these things are dancing I and like it is her. just the string of lights and they are just like wrapped like candy canes up the columns oh. and along everything. It's just icicles and like, so I'm coming from like, isn't that? And we just pulled up a picture so of small beautiful. world and it is like, yeah, it do is, that. He's yeah. Been Make in that Indiana your North Christmas. Star. Like it is like, the most magical place you've ever Aww. been. It is such. And a... there's fun. like it gives fl- me cold chills. There's like
2: flickering like warm white lights everywhere. So it looks well, like it's just like oh, sparkling, yeah, it's like sparkling.
0: Beyonce. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so. Sorry, Suze. I, I, I cut no, your straight off. But yeah, but very much like my my mother. Her like. Within her budget, she tries to make her house feel as close to small world. When you said that, I'm like, that's probably grandma.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: She loves it. And it, it dances and it sings. And she has the player piano going loud in the, in the middle. And it's I it's cannot a wait vibe. till
1: I'm in my 70s and I can just go hog do whatever wild. the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's
0: so much fun. Yeah. You're a designer. Designers and old people can do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, the that's best. true. That's true. And you yeah. know what? So can you, Elizabeth Townley. <laughs> you do whatever you want. It. Yes. Yep. So but Just do it in good taste. and. Yeah.
2: For Marcy, McKinley came through.
1: Oh, Marcy. We have your answer. Okay.
2: So for the, the white is baby fawn by Benjamin Moore Mm -hmm. and the gray on the ceiling is foggy day is a Sherman Williams color.
1: Mm, So good. You know what we've learned? Um, the gentleman that does our plaster for us, which the big blue wall, um, is plaster his favorite paint line for color is Sherwin Williams. He thinks their color is the most like perfect amount of chroma and, and more perfect pure color. Mm-hmm. So that's Super what intentional. he loves. So if we are going to get into color for people, we always go to Sherwin. If we love a good neutral, we're going to go to Ben Moore. Mm-hmm. So there's a pro tip. Anyway, I'm so glad we got your answer, Marcy. Um, so yeah, the general walls were the baby fawn. Yep. It's a great color. So it, it is. Yeah, we
0: use it on cabinetry wall colors. Oh, we really probably do a skin tone too. Like there's just like yeah. this like I'm not, not gonna say pinky, but there's just like a, a warmth to it. It would
1: be really like lovely. if you were wearing a cashmere sweater, it'd be the color would be baby fawn. Ooh. It's just like pretty and natural on your skin. Mm-hmm. And yep. feels and looks soft. Yeah. Yep. Baby fun. Ooh. Well, guys, that wraps up the listener questions. That's Again, fine. if you have any, feel free to send those in to dear alice at com. We want to answer your questions for you. Thanks so much for listening to us. We'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating.